Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 53. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, a common theme you hear at Entrepreneur on Fire is listen to your audience. Well, I've been listening, and I am excited to announce the launch of podplatform.com. We have received an incredible amount of feedback from entrepreneurs who want to start their own podcast, but have no idea where to begin. With podcasting, recording your audio is as easy as clicking a red button, but the tough part is what comes after. Think of Pod Platform as a turnkey solution to podcasting. You simply record your audio, send my team your MP3, and we do the rest. It's that simple. Entrepreneur on Fire is generating 100,000 downloads a month in over 100 countries. Think of what that could do for you in your business. Go to www.podplatform.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Guy Kawasaki. Guy, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. You couldn't stop me if you tried. <laughs> All right, man. Guy is the co-founder of Alltop.com, an online magazine rack of popular topics on the web. Previously, he was the chief evangelist of Apple. Guy is the author of many best-selling books such as Enchantment, Reality Check, The Art of the Start, and most recently, What the Plus, which is all about Google+. Plus. Given Fire Nation a little overview, Guy, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to know about you, and then what you have going on in business right now. Sure. I am, God, I'm a lot of things. Maybe I can't hold down a steady job. Uh, basically, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm from Honolulu. I went to Stanford. I entered law school and quit after a couple of weeks after Stanford. I got an MBA from UCLA, and then I went into the jewelry business, believe it or not. And after the jewelry business, I was recruited into Apple as Apple's second software evangelist. I worked for Apple for about four years. Then I went off and started a company. I became a writer and a speaker. I returned to Apple as Apple's chief evangelist. Then I left Apple again to start an investment bank. And then I... Uh, I'm now sort of a writer, speaker, a little bit of an investor. That's it. That's my life in 30 seconds. <laughs> I love a guy. And we're definitely going to delve more into that later. And you're giving a guy like me hope because, listen, I was in the Army for eight years as an officer, four years active, four years in the reserves. Then I got out. I tried law school for a semester, didn't jive with me, went to finance, <laughs> went into insurance, went into real estate, just tried a bunch of different things. And I just wasn't quite finding my stride. So people like yourself, I love a guy. You keep on just swinging the bat, doing some great things. Really appreciate it. It's going to resonate so well with Fire Nation. Well, you know, from the outside looking in, it, it looks like it's you know, easy and a success path. But at any given moment, you know, none of us know what the hell we're doing. So, <laughs> so true. I just, I don't want anybody to get the misconception that any of this is planned because it's simply not true. Oh, I love a guy. So listen, let's start now with what we always start with at Fire Nation, at Entrepreneur on Fire, which is a success quote. We like to get the motivational ball rolling, kind of crawl inside your head and see what motivates you, or just some kind of mantra that sticks with you. And I love your mantra, Guy. We talked about it a little bit in the pre-interview, but go for it. Tell us what you have for Fire Nation today. Sure. Well, basically, my mantra, something my mother taught me, uh, which is, 
don't take any crap from anybody. <laughs> that's that's how I live my life. <laughs> I love that. Last guy. time I took any crap was Steve Jobs, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. That's very interesting. You know, I'm actually in the middle of reading his biography right now. So I know yeah. what it means when you get that penetrating Steve Jobs stare, and it kind of scares me, even though I'm only reading it. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, you get over it. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So, Guy, take this down to the ground level for us, because this is about your life, your journey as an entrepreneur. How have you actually applied your mother's mantra in your life at some point? Well, you know, uh, I, I seem to always be working or doing something that's contrary to the status quo, uh, I support causes that are contrary to the status quo, uh, contrary to the majority, um, starting with Macintosh, which on, honestly to this day is the minority operating system. And uh, you, you just can't let the bozos grind you down. And I, I've done it with Macintosh. Uh, when you start a company, it's also the same case because when most people start a company, you know, even their friends and relatives are telling them it can't be done, it shouldn't be done, it isn't necessary, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I supported Barack Obama very publicly and took a lot of crap for that. So, you know, it's just, <laughs> that's just how it goes. Because he is a Hawaiian native, isn't that correct? Yeah, uh, he he is, oh, not, not if you believe the conspiracy theorists, you know. <laughs> According to them, you know, he, he was born in Afghanistan and he's Taliban, but, you know, that's a whole different discussion. But, yeah, he's uh, from Hawaii. He went to the second best high school in Hawaii. I went to the first best. Uh, nice. But- well, just to make sure we don't steer into politics, because believe it or not, we wouldn't have much to argue about because I'm quite of the same leanings as yourself. Uh-huh. But let's transition to our next topic, which is failure. Guy, Entrepreneur on Fire, it's all about the journey of entrepreneurs. and. Uh-huh. My journey has been riddled with failure, challenges, <laughs> obstacles. Every entrepreneur faces this on so many levels. Can you take us back to a time in your journey when you faced a challenge or you really had to overcome a massive obstacle that you think would be very beneficial to share with Fire Nation? Well, the biggest obstacle I ever uh, encountered, and you could make the case that I failed, was, of course, Macintosh, which you know is successful today, but it's still not the predominant operating system. Uh, I, I don't know. It may be it, it was you know hovering around five percent. Maybe it's ten percent today. But mathematically, you could say that uh, you know by a score of ten to one, guys failed. Um, but it depends on how you measure success, right? So uh, you know it. it, it, it <laughs> Part of it is how, how you define success. That's one of the key lessons you should learn in life. Uh, you know, is is a Porsche probably has a I don't know half percent market share. Would you say Porsche is a failure? You know, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> so uh, I think that's one very important lesson uh, about failure. I I have encountered failure many times. Uh, I've written twelve books. Not all of them have been successful. I, one of the advantages of living in Silicon Valley is that failure is not a big deal out here. Um, it's, it's not like this crushing experience that ruins you and your reputation for life. Um, most people don't really care. And one of the things I learned through life is that it's not 
um, how many times you fail. It's if you succeed just once. All you have to do is succeed once. Uh, That's quite a famous Mark Cuban quote, actually, is that you only have to be right one time. He was right one time, and he's a multi-billionaire because of it. Well, the key, the key to remember in that situation is you only need to be right one time. But if you start believing that your own BS and that it's all you, then you may be right one time and be an orifice for the rest of your life. So if you are lucky one time, you should realize that there's a difference between luck and skill. Uh, I would not say Steve Jobs... Success was determined by luck. That was pure skill. But there are people who are one-time huge successes that are luck and you know have never repeated what they did. Absolutely. And Guy, again, we like to take things down to the ground level. Do you have a specific challenge or obstacle that you really think would just be beneficial to share with Fire Nation? Writing another book. It's my 12th book. It's, it's called Ape, uh, Author, Publisher, Entrepreneur. So it's How to Self-Publish. And, uh, you know, I tell you, every author has doubts. I don't care if you're James Patterson or John Grissom or Isabella Allende or, you know, J.K. Rowling. Every author has doubts about whether their next book will be successful. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, if you didn't have doubts, you'd either be a, a psychopath or you're an idiot. I mean, that's the only two choices. So that you just have to live with that. I couldn't agree more. It's one of those innate things that we were born with. We're born with fear of heights. We're born with an innate sense of self-doubt. That's one thing that keeps our sense of survival alive. We have to always be afraid of what's around the corner because that keeps our senses sharp and we don't become willing to accept what is whatever is the norm. Be interesting, you know, does Donald Trump have any self-doubt? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That is a great question. So, Guy, let's go to the other end of the spectrum now. You've been really generous and shared with us your philosophy of challenges and how to react to them. Let's go to the aha moment, that light bulb that comes on. At some point in your journey as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you've had just this light bulb that's come on and you said, wow, this is really going to resonate well with me, with my fans, with my audience. Can you take us to that aha moment and share with us your progression through it and how you turned that into success? There, there have been maybe four of those moments in my life. Uh, one was when I met my wife. Wow. Second was when I uh, became a Christian. Third was when I saw Macintosh. Fourth was when I first started playing ice hockey. And I, I'll add a fifth. The fifth time was when I first uh, understood Google+. Let's talk about that guy. Let's talk about your aha moment with Google Plus because that is so relevant. And I just would love to hear your journey through that realization, getting into the thick of things, creating your book, and then turning that into a success. The the reaction to Google Plus, you know, I was coming from a, a world primarily of Twitter. And uh, on Twitter, you're limited to 140 characters. Uh, the pictures are not displayed in line. They're links, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, there's no real threading. You have to keep searching for yourself to see if someone responded to a message. And when I saw Google Plus for the first time with threading, with a lot of white space, with embedded video and embedded pictures, it was a Macintosh-like moment. It was so different from Twitter that I said, wow, I mean, this is the future of social media. It was religious. That is quite a descriptive moment, Guy. Thank you for sharing that with us. And what was the next step that you took to just say, hey, 
I need to create something more about this. I want to create what the plus, the Google Plus book. I'm at that stage of life, you know, where I just do things on a whim. And uh, I, I saw that a lot of parallels between Google Plus and Macintosh. So with Macintosh, it was a better computer used by far fewer people. And the experts said it would fail. Hmm, sounds familiar. <laughs> Plus, much better system, very few people using. And the experts said it'll fail. So I said, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm beginning to see a pattern here. And I wrote a book called The Macintosh Way about Macintosh. And so I wrote a book called What the Plus about Google Plus because I wanted to evangelize, to proselytize, to promote what I thought was a better way to do things. You've named a couple of really great features about Google+. If you could just narrow down to one thing that just really excites you about Google+, right now, what would that be? I love the white space. I just, I just like, it, it reminds me, Google+, Plus is like the Apple store of retail. Yeah, it's spoken like a true Mac man guy. Google+, Plus is the Apple store of social media, is what I meant, right? So it's, it's white, it's clean, uh, it's logical. You know, I look at the Facebook timeline, and uh, are you very familiar with Facebook timeline? I am. I'm familiar with both. Okay. So you look at the Facebook timeline, right? So you start on the left side. You say, okay, that's the most recent post. Then you look down. That's the next most recent post. Then you look down. That's the most you know, recent post. And then I say, oh, wait, the next one is to the right. Uh-oh, the next one is to the left. Uh-oh, the next one's to the right. And so it's like, you know... Maybe I have a simple brain, but can I just go down the page chronologically and not have to be jumping all over the place wondering when I'm encountering advertising and when I'm looking at posts? I mean, is that too much to ask? On the other hand, you know, Facebook is free, so they can do whatever they want, but it just my it's not my aesthetic. No, I hear you, guy, and I actually had a similar moment on a different level when I finally made the switch over to Mac from PC because I just grew up in a PC family. It was just like it was just the easy computer that my family had, so that's what I knew, so I went through life with it, but I've always been drawn to Mac for different reasons, and finally I made the plunge. And When I went to buy my Mac, and there was only a couple options per, I was just like, man, I love this, because the thing I hated most about buying a PC was the unbelievable amount of options and add-ons and upsells, and I hated that process, and I loved the simplicity of buying a Mac. And that's exactly what I'm seeing with Google+. It's like Facebook is having all of these upsells and these different add-ons in the left and the right, and Google+, Plus is just there. I think the most preposterous thing about Facebook, and again, it's a free service, so they can do whatever they want. It, you know, in a sense, it's like if somebody asks you to dinner at their house and you go to their house and you say, I don't like what you're serving, <laughs> you're a asshole, right? <laughs> That, this is that guy's house. It's his dinner. If you don't like it, leave. I mean, but anyway, so I understand that logic, right? But with Facebook, you know, people say, well, there's a billion people on Facebook and there's 100 million people on Google+. So I went to Facebook. I typed in you know, the people's names of who I got drunk with in college, and none of them are there. And so you know, Google+, is a ghost town. And, and yet, I mean, it's... For one thing, maybe you don't want to hang out with the people you got drunk with in college at this point. You know, so that might be a, a logic. Um, I, I think it's just a different way of doing things, and, and I would argue better. 
And so uh, it, it is a different house and it is a different way of looking at things. It's for pursuing your passions, uh, not necessarily the people that you already know. So it, it's just like if you, if you bought a Macintosh early in 1985, 6, 7, and if you bought a Macintosh, you said, well, I can't run any MS-DOS programs. <laughs> this place is a ghost town. Well, you know, uh, yeah, that's right. There's no MS-DOS in Macintosh. So true, Guy. And I just really love this comparison between the two. You've made one. I've made a couple. I mean, it just really is a very good analogy, and it just makes a lot of sense. And I just keep getting more and more excited with the features that Google Plus is adding, like their Hangouts, things along those lines. There just seems to be more and more that's being added to it every single day. Don't forget that this is the real you know, brain fryer of Facebook, which is there may be 10 to 1 in terms of people, but only 10% of the people who follow you, friend you, or circle you, or you know whatever verb you want to use, only 10% of those people see a post. So let me explain. So let's say you have 1,000 people who who are your fans on Facebook. You know, these are your friends, family, whatever, right? So you issue, uh, you post something in your wall and you think that all 1,000 people can see it. Now, obviously, if they're asleep, if they're traveling, they're not on their computer, you understand that they won't see it. But generally speaking, you think, oh, I sent it out, 1,000 people can see it if they're at their computer, et cetera, et cetera, right? That happens to not be true. With, with Facebook, there's this thing called edge rank, and Facebook has decided that of the 1,000 people, these people have liked your post, commented on your post, shared your post. So these people are interacting with you, and so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you've interacted with Guy, you get to see his post. If you don't interact with Guy, you don't get to see his post. So you really haven't posted to 1,000 people. You've posted to the 10% of the people who interact with you. Google Plus, by contrast, if you have 1,000 people who've circled you, all 1,000 people can see it. And so, you know, one of Facebook's solution to that is, well, if you want all 1,000 people to see it, then you have to pay. Again, you know, I've been invited to dinner. It's a free dinner. I shouldn't complain. But that just strikes me as a great differentiation for Google Plus versus Facebook. So, you know, if you want everybody to see you on Facebook, you have to pay. If you want everybody to see on Google Plus, you don't have to pay. I mean, you know, what am I missing here? I love a guy, and I'm really curious to see the progression of both Google Plus and Facebook as they just continue to be these two bohemas slugging it out because Google has so much backing it, and Facebook is continuing to go with the momentum that it's had. So this just really made me think on a lot of different angles, really opened up my eyes a little bit. I knew it did the same for all of Fire Nation listeners. I would love to keep just hammering this topic home. And we'll get back to this, but I really want to transition a little bit because I have a question I do want to ask you. Have you had an I've made a moment? So I'm going to tell you the best I've made it moment story. And I guarantee you that 10 years from now, when you're bigger than CNN, you're going to look back and you say, you will still say that guys I've made it moment is the best one in the 10,000 interviews we've done in the history of this podcast. Man, okay. you are the master at setting the table, guy. Go for it. <laughs> okay. So about 15 years ago, when life was good and I didn't have too many kids, I drove <laughs> a Porsche 911 Cabriolet. Okay? So 
I'm in Menlo Park. I'm in my Porsche. I'm at a stoplight. I look over to my left. I see this car with four teenage girls in it. They're looking at me. They're smiling at me. They're laughing, right? And I'm thinking, I have made it. I'm a famous Google, uh, not Google, geez. I'm a famous Apple uh, you know, software evangelist. I'm a famous venture capitalist. I'm a famous writer. I'm a famous speaker. I have made it. Even teenage girls know who I am and recognize me on, my sh- on the street, right? So then one of the girls makes this motion of roll down your window. Clearly, she's not a Porsche owner because you don't roll down a Porsche window. You push the button and it goes down. But that's another story. <laughs> so, so she gives me this motion of roll down the window. So I roll down the window. And she sticks her head out to me. And I'm thinking, yeah, she's going to just tell me what a great person I am. And she says to me, are you Jackie Chan? <laughs> So, so now, you know, I spent the last 15 years of my life with a goal, very simple goal. My goal is that someday in Hong Kong, Jackie Chan is riding his Rolls Royce, pulls up to a stoplight, see four, sees four teenage girls in the car next to him, laughing, smiling, giggling, asking him to roll down his Rolls Royce's window, puts down his window, and the girl says to him, are you Guy Kawasaki? <laughs> Guy, I am going to say, without reverence, we've had some amazing guests on this show. Amazing guests. Nobody even comes in a close second to their I've made a moment. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Guy, I want to be really respectful of your time. So we're going to continue on now to the next topic, which is your current business. You have so many exciting things that are going on right now, but can you just share with Fire Nation one thing that is really exciting you about what you, Guy Kawasaki, are doing? Well, at, at any given moment, uh, I, my focus is on, on whatever I am writing. And right now I'm writing this book, as I said, called Ape. So that is taking up 110% of my attention. That's just what I do. Uh, I make most of my money speaking these days. But the, the irony is I make most of my money speaking but I spend most of my effort on writing, uh, and I make far more money on speaking than writing. So my priorities are probably exactly the inverse of what they should be. <laughs> if your only goal was financial. If my only goal was financial, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Guy, have you ever heard of the acronym for FOCUS? No. FOCUS, follow one course until success. Okay. I like it. Yeah. You know, you seem like you are a very focused guy. It's one thing that I really pride myself on. I love to be able to sit down and just really focus on each task until I complete it. So that's something that you have going for you. I know that Ape is going to come out with the same kind of verve that everything else has come out that you produce. So I just really look forward to that. What is your vision for the future? Do you want to continue to be focused on writing these great books are you going to be transitioning more or less into speaking or something totally different? I really, I can't predict. Uh, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't ever think I would be sort of a full-time writer and speaker like I am. Um, I, I, you know, I wish I could tell you that I sit down or I have this life coach and we go over a five-year plan, 10-year plan, et cetera, et cetera. Really, it's, for me, it's just not true. I just react. And, you know, one day I fall in love with Google Plus, so I write a book. 
So what happened is I wrote a book called What the Plus About Google Plus. I self-published it. I discovered what a pain in self-publishing is. It's so freaking complex and you know everybody tells you different things and and these different things aren't slight shades of gray. These these different things are 180 degrees directly opposite, right? So based on the what the plus experience, I decided to write ape and uh, I just I just sort of go through life like that. Uh, in a perfect world in 5 years, I just would not be working at all. I you know some people need to to work and to have public uh, attention and all that. I really don't. I, I would be just perfectly happy to play hockey and be with my kids. Really. I don't, I don't need the attention. I don't need the spotlight. I don't need nothing. I, that, I, I would be very happy just disappearing, playing hockey and being with my kids. Except you still need to have that Jackie Chan moment. <laughs> So, Guy, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, Fear. What is the best business advice that you ever received? Never ask somebody to do something you wouldn't do. Oh, I love that. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? The key to my success is I'm willing to grind it out. So I don't have any quick secrets. I just grind. Do you have an internet resource like a Google Plus that you're just in love with right now that you can share with Fire Nation? I love Android. (laughs) I have Android tablet, Android phone. I think Android is better than iOS. All right. What is your favorite business book that you've ever read? It's not really a business book. It's a writing book. It's called If You Want to Write by Brenda Euland, U-E-L-A-N-D. Awesome. This is the last question, Guy. This is going to wrap up the show for us for all intents and purposes. So it's kind of a tricky one. Take your time, digest it, and then come back at Fire Nation with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody, you still have all the experience and all the knowledge you currently have, but only $500 in your pocket, a computer with internet access, food and shelter is taken care of. What do you do in the next seven days? I'd get on Google Plus and write a book. You know, sometimes people try to make things just a little too complicated, but it's all about taking action. So you would get on Google Plus, you'd write a book. How would you find the subject matter for this book? Well, I would write this great story about how I suddenly appeared with 500 bucks and all my experience. That's kind of a unique story. I mean, great story, man. It's, you know, it's the Blair Witch Project on steroids. So. <laughs> so if you avoided being locked up in some insane asylum, then you would probably be on your way to really having a lot of great circles on Google+. I would freaking own this insane asylum. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Oh, Guy, we've had some great laughs today, and you've given some awesome actionable advice to Fire Nation, and we are all better for it. Give us one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, my parting piece of advice is my mother's wisdom. Just don't take any crap from anybody. Life is too short. I I want people to go change the world, whether they change it with reading my book or watching my speech or not uh, is not that relevant. The key is that I want them to change the world. Awesome stuff, Guy. Thank you for being so generous with your time with us, Fire Nation. We definitely salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Take care.
Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.